listener. Hi, and welcome back to Broadsheet Sydney Around Town. I'm Emma Joyce, Broadsheet's Features Editor, and I host this short guide to Sydney. In today's episode, we're zoning in on the best new bars of the year so far. Earlier this week, we looked at the best new restaurants to open in 2023. Now it's time to recap the bars that have wowed us. From neighbourhood wine bars, hell-bent on getting us into sherry, to orange-hued cocktail bars with pint-sized karaoke rooms. Then there are laneway bars and restaurants that only seat 40 people. Looking back on the best bars to open so far this year is the Broadsheet editorial team, Dan Cunningham, Lucy Bellbird and Holly Warns. They know where the party's at, so let's hear what they have to say. As always, at this time of year, we pull together a feature on the best new bars of the year so far, whether it's for service, the good times or the drinks themselves. Dan, Lucy and Holly... You three have sampled many a cocktail or sherry or natural wine or sour beer on tap at the new bars that have opened in 2023. So we're going to talk about them because it's just fun to kind of recap those places where you desperately want to go back and have a margarita in the sunshine or cram into a pint-sized karaoke bar. I'm looking at you, Lucy. (laughs) (laughs) Shall we start with some of the bars that maybe sound like they're a bit gimmicky. They have something like a karaoke room inside the bar, but actually it's turned out to be one of your favorite places to return to every single time you want to go out, Lucy. Every single week, Emma, I am (laughs) obsessed with El Primo Sanchez. It's become sort of a bit of a joke in the office that it's my second home um, and for good reason. It is delicious. There's such a nice atmosphere. The maybe Sammy group who are behind it we know them, of course, from maybe Sammy, as you'd expect, as well as Dean and Nancy's and those fancy high-end tuxedo-wearing cocktail bars. And El Primo could not be less similar. It is such a left-of-field take for them, and they're doing it so, so, so well. The cocktails, the margaritas, the specials. I was in there the other day, and they had this sort of take on mulled wine, which was sort of an espresso with tequila in it, which sounds dangerous, but is so, so, so good. Everything that they're doing is amazing. And there's always people dancing there, people eating dinner, people in the tiny karaoke room doing their best sing your heart out moment. It's got something for everyone, I think. And it's definitely, I think, my favorite bar of the year. It also has like the $5 taco specials, which is really fun on a Wednesday night at the moment. As I talk about most episodes, Margarita is my drink and I back Lucy. They're very good there. They also have a very decent happy hour. It's a lot of half pot price drinks during happy hour. So if you arrive in time, you can have a gorgeous and very affordable night. And the food is worth going alone. You could go and not drink. It's really delicious. We should talk about places that kind of feel like they sit on the border of being a restaurant and being a bar. One of those that I know is a favorite is Bar Capan. So the one in Surrey Hills that is a big favorite of yours, Dan. Why do you love it so much? Well, it's, as you say it, I mean, it's, it completely blurs the lines between a bar and a restaurant. I mean, it's, 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 it's absolutely a restaurant in one sense. And then um, if we're talking about the drinks, I mean, this is one of the best places in Sydney to drink wine. I think that's uh, really important to mention. So you've got, Morgan McGlone, 
who was the original founder of Bell's Hot Chicken. And then you've got Nathan Stasi, who was one of the original chefs at Nomad. They're using this place to showcase basically what they think is, is the best wine in the world. They've tapped a whole bunch of their personal sellers. So you can go there and you can get something from Morgan Cellar. We can go there and get something from Nathan's. I've been there twice now. And like, honestly, this place is throwing like 100 kilometers an hour. The food is sensational. The drinks match that. And it is so cute. Like it is one of the cutest places to go on a date, which is what I did. You're just basically not going to have a bad time there, really. One of the rooftop bars that's opened this year feels like somewhere that you might take maybe a group or you would start with your colleagues and maybe it would morph into a different kind of night. I'm talking about the Light Brigade, which I know, Holly, you came onto the podcast to talk about recently. Yeah, that's right. So it's kind of already established itself as a big name, but it had its refurb. And yeah, it's just brought a whole new atmosphere to the rooftop. They've got some new drink specials. They've got new food specials. Talking about great happy hours. They've got, I think it's $12 cocktails from 9 to 10 on a Saturday night. So if you want to head there before or after wherever your night goes, that's probably a good one to stop in by and make the most of the special drinks. After the Swans game, you reckon? <laughs> after the Swans game, yeah. <laughs> before you go to the Cricks, maybe. <laughs> there are a number of neighbourhood wine bars that have cropped up this year. Definitely the Muteria in Potts Point. What I love about them and this particular opening is that they're bringing sherry back. They're making it the drink of now. Again, if we're talking about Bakupana's being one of the best places in Sydney to drink wine, you could very easily say that Vermouteria is one of the best places in Sydney to drink vermouth, sherry. I had a real vermouth moment this year, like probably so many people, because it wasn't really... There are places that obviously have been serving it for yonks, but uh, in terms of putting it in the spotlight, um, this place... And Dave Spanton, who owns that in Piccolo Bar down the road, he's very much like, this is an underrated way to drink. And you can do it there. It's going all out. Like there's two, two barrels behind the bar with special house blended vermouths and something refreshing about a vermouth. But then they're also sort of this like this herbaceous savory aspect to it as well. And it, you can kind of like water it down with a bit of soda if you want. And like, I don't know, this is just kind of, for me, it's like a very new way to drink. Whereas Italians um, and just Europeans have been, you know, drinking this stuff for like forever, but not in Sydney. And Vermouteria is like an excellent place to wet your whistle. Another thing that I like about Vermouteria and about what Dave Spenton is doing in general is, like you said, vermouth is very much the hidden gem of spirits. And with his two venues, he's restoring these hidden gems of the sort of Potts Point King's Cross world. And I actually used to go to Cafe Hernandez, which was the spot that Vermuderia took over from. It was open for 50 years. Uh, It was run by the sweetest little old man and he cared as much about coffee as Dave and the Vermuderia team care about vermouth. And I think it's just so nice that it's been respected and it's still a spot where passionate people come and obsess over one thing. And yeah, Cafe Hernandez, it was a 24-hour spot. You could get churros and coffee at any hour of the day or the night. And it was really special. And I'm glad that he's kept the heritage. It still has that same sort of Spanish feel. Um, and it's a good 
neighborhood spot in a little stretch of sort of King's Cross Potts Point that doesn't have as much going for it as the rest of the strip or as much as the nearby Darlinghurst or Paddington or anything. Okay, well, in a stretch of Sydney that is not short of bars or restaurants or places to go in general, a really hard place to open somewhere new and invite people through the doors is Newtown. And especially in that stretch that's near Bella Bruta, it's near Anti. This place called Huelo kind of has a bit of a European wine bar vibe, but it's trying to be many things at once which I think can sometimes confuse people when they go through the doors, but not here. So we've added it to our list. Why do we rate Huelo? I I rate it because it's a few things all at once. Um, those things being sort of a wine bar, general store in the front where you can get charcuterie, wine, oysters, all these kinds of things. It's important to, to mention that this place is by the team... Um, from Old Mate's Place, which is sort of one of the long-standing, very, very good CBD cocktail bars. Um, you know, this is a place where you can go and order literally any classic drink and they'll make it pitch perfect. And then obviously really interesting house creations as well. And they're bringing all that DNA to this tiny little speakeasy bit of the venue, which is completely hidden from the street. You wouldn't know it was there. You need to go through the front kind of European wine bar section. When I spoke to the guys, they were saying that they were very much inspired on the on the the flavors. Uh, we're, we're sort of drawing on like, you know, kind of Miami sort of tropical sort of sort of vibes. Um, and there's a little courtyard back there as well. It's kind of open air and it's it's very nice. But it's almost like a shot bar in Tokyo or something. It's like a thin, very narrow section of the venue. There's only, there's less than 10 seats to the bar, I'm pretty sure. And you sit there and you're right up close with the bartenders. And it is absolutely just like Old Mate's Place that you can ask for any standard. They'll make it so well. And then also they've got like really, really interesting house creations drawing on that kind of tropical Miami vibe. And I had a thing there that was like a spin on a Midori sour and it had champagne foam on it. Never heard of that before, but I got it there and I was very, very... I'm usually... I like to stick to the standards, but... Um, If I go to a place like that, I usually kind of like to, you know, take a punt on one of the house drinks. And I was just so pleasantly surprised and was just like processing all the flavors that I was experiencing. And that's really, you know, that's what you want from a cocktail bar, really. Especially when we know it's a cocktail bar that has kind of such pedigree behind it that you feel like you can trust their opinion and let them take you on a bit of a journey. Are there any places that have opened up this year, new bars, that is, where you feel like you can just trust the bartender to let you have the best time regardless of whatever your mood is in terms of like putting your trust in the in the people behind the bar i mean amuro in surrey hills is like a specialty sake bar and diner like they do like a lot of sort of itzakaya small plate sort of snacks but um first and foremost it is a place where you go to discover sake Really, if you've never had sake before and you're kind of curious about getting into it, this is a place where you just kind of leave all your preconceptions at the door and you just kind of go and pull up at the bar there and the owner, Kei Tokiwa, you kind of tell him what flavors do you like. They don't even need to be specific to sake. You you were talking like, you know, sweet, savory temperature. Obviously, you drink sake at different temperatures. From his selection there, 
which is not huge, but it's like, it's, it's very specialized. You just put your trust in him and it's a thoughtful way to drink. Like, cause he'll, he'll tell you the story behind the producer. He'll tell you this epic backstory about what you're drinking. And you think about that as you're drinking and then you have great food as well. And it's, it's, it's really cool. Another date night winner, I think. Speaking of the thoughtfulness of the venue, talk to us about the chopstick holders. Oh yeah, yeah. Everyone loves these and they're so they're so cute. And me and my partner, we were very much like, where the hell do we get these? Um, tempted to steal them, but we're not thieves, you know. Yeah, the little chopstick holders are just cute little tiny little cupy mayo bottles and sort of all this like, you know, these these Japanese cultural touchstones in chopstick holder form. Really cute. And it's quite a, it's quite a you know it's like a refined venue, but then these there's this kind of these kind of fun little touches kind of scattered all throughout, and it's just full of personality that place. There's been such a lot of excellence already opened at the beginning of 2023, so I can't wait to do this all again in December. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, if you're listening, you can find the full list of the best new bars to open in Sydney so far this year at broadsheet.com.au. Thank you very much, Dean. Thanks, Emma. Thanks, Emma. Emma. And that's all we have time for today. As always, you can keep up to date with what's happening around Sydney at broadsheet.com.au and at broadsheet underscore Sid on Instagram. A listener production.